From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby Butler. He's Brandon Bond. hey You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open a cold beer and get after it. Let's do it. <sighs> Don't forget to check out our What a Maneuver store to get all the apparel you need. And you can also find us on Patreon where you can get some behind-the-scenes footage of the show. And don't forget to go over to YouTube and subscribe and you'll be entered in for all future uh, promotions. This week we're drinking a uh, an import, man, a... Uh, Warsteiner Dunkel. Yeah, just to make sure I evened it out, I made sure that I had my America koozie. <laughs> so everybody knows where my uh, loyalties still lie. But I mean, you know, oh. Dunkel beer, you know, I like a good Dunkel. Yeah. So, I mean, it, this is not bad. This is not super heavy. Um, I think I like the, uh, whose Dunkel is it? Uh, Yeehaw? The local. Yeah, the Ye- Yeehaw's Dunkel. I, feel I love is better. that Dunkel. Yeah. Um, because they throw that, they they mix it with a cheeseburger, I think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this going, yeah. man. How have you been this week, bud? Pretty How was good. your Mother's Day? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, went and saw some family, made sure you know we uh, we appropriately distanced ourselves and stayed outside the whole time. And man, what a perfect day. And uh, you know, since this is a sports podcast, I guess we got to bring up the fact that it was supposed to be have been steeplechase this past weekend. Yeah. So it was such perfect weather, and I finally figured it out. This pandemic happened because Steeplechase knew that it wasn't either going to be 98 degrees <laughs> with a 1,000% humidity or raining. And so it, yeah. since it knew that, the world was like, let's shut down. We can't have anybody enjoying themselves watching horse racing uh, <laughs> at the uh, Steeplechase. So uh, what about you, buddy? Good, and, man. Uh, you know, went visit to the went to the mom's house, played some games, did some cards against humanity. Nice, nice. Yeah, you had some oysters, you know, just uh some bomb ass lobster rolls. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had some uh, we had some bur- we grilled some burgers and then uh did some they had some veal burgers too, man. And it was ah, nice. dude, it was it was it was delicious. And my uncle, uh big big bourbon connoisseur. And he uh, he busted out some of the some of the old Forester bir- uh, birthday barrel. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's a good one, dude. It was. Uh, I mean, I'm a big Scotch fan, and so it was smoother than some of the 15, 18 year Scotches I've had before, dude. It was it was right. I could have drank a whole glass full of it, man. Yeah. So, but all right, let's get into some news. Let's, uh, let's start off with some sad news. Unfortunately, this list keeps on getting added on. It feels like week to week, but it's unfortunate we have to report. Well, we're not reporting first. We're talking about uh, the passing of the pretty much the king of rock and roll, Little Richard, and one of the like godfathers of comedy, uh, Jerry Stiller. Yeah, man. I mean, Seinfeld and I mean, just Kings all of the Queens. King, king of Queens. Yeah, all those little roles. And I feel like one that we got to talk about, though. Zoolander. Yeah. His Zoolander <laughs> role was all he was he was just such a good actor and from what you hear about him, a good guy. Oh, uh, yeah. So definitely uh definitely rip little Richard and uh and, and Jerry Stiller. And I never thought that I would have a sentence that I had little Richard and Jerry Stiller <laughs> at the same time. So yeah. that, that was it's unfortunate. That was that's the sentence. Right. <laughs> I, right. I really wish it was like little Richard and Jerry Stiller collab, <laughs> to make, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, make they're having a new music yeah. type show or something. But 
Um, so that's that's sad to hear. But um, I mean, at least Jerry Stiller was like ninety. You yeah. know, like at least it's not another coronavirus victim. Yeah. It was just he's just old. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and then moving on and. Uh, some dipshit named Brandon Leipzig from the Capitals, a fourth liner. Not very good probably, at hockey, by the way. Yeah, unless you're super deep into uh, the rosters of teams. Probably never heard of the guy. Yeah, uh, but uh, he went after uh, on a group chat, on a private group chat, went after his teammates and some other players' wives. So, not just disrespectful, just making an ass out of himself, you know, and then gets caught and then he apologizes. Not for saying it, just that he got caught. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. It wasn't like he was like, guys, I've got to tell you guys something. And, and he came out and said he was sorry. It was somebody released all of these text messages. Yeah. You know, and you you had mentioned to me before the before the podcast something about what Brett Hull was saying about how, oh, well, players are soft. And we used to do that all the time. And, and some somehow threw in players used to be able to go to strip clubs as if they're not allowed yeah. to go to strip clubs now. And we used to do that stuff all the time. Sure. Maybe you did, Brett. But you didn't write it in a letter and send it to your <laughs> yeah. t- your your buddies. Uh, you just shooting the shit in the locker room, and it was just you guys were all hanging around. Talk. It's a lot different. I mean, you can yeah. we we can convey jokes when we're sitting here in person. Yeah, but when you start to text that kind of stuff and. I yeah, mean, that's, and you know what I bet he never did in the locker room, or at least I hope he never did, is talk about teammates' wives, yeah. you know, and how they and, and their appearances, right? Because if you get caught doing that, you're getting your your face punched in, right? Right, absolutely. That's I mean, that's that's beside the point. Beside the fact that you shouldn't really do it about anybody, but I mean, these are people that are part of these guys' lives forever, and yeah. so like, it ain't like we can't lose our fourth line player. <laughs> we just won a cup, if you don't remember. Yeah. Got a little guy, a few guys that you may have heard of: Alex Ovechkin, T.J. Oshie, John Carlson. Yeah. When you talk about the Capitals, and we've talked about the Capitals on here, we've never said the name Brandon Leipzig. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you gotta you gotta know when to hold yeah. them. And when fold you them. make Tom Wilson not the biggest douchebag on your team, right. you got an issue. Right. <laughs> well, you gotta know. Uh, I mean, and also, I guess another uh, another recent passing that we've had, not super recent, but. The late great Kenny Rogers said it best. You gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta fold those up, buddy. So, so and uh, moving on now, an ES a recent ESPN survey of about a thousand people uh, came back with sixty five percent of fans say they would support the return of sports even without fans in the stands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I disagree. I would definitely support I'm in the it. Minor there. Uh, I would definitely support it. Um, there's a few we've talked about a few that football. I mean, because because of the nature of football in itself. That football without stand, if you can't have fans in the stand for football, then you probably can't have people playing football. You know, I mean, yeah. you're you're all close together. You're tackling. You're yeah. You know, you're spitting. You're you. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's like, and also it's are they talking about now coming back now or coming back when yeah, when it's yeah. when it's healthy? Because obviously, I don't want sports sure. happening right now if it's not healthy right but yeah you know for cornhole yeah sure let's do that <laughs> for uh for basketball where you, you know you've got to post up on somebody probably not the best Maybe to be swapping a lot of sweat, sweat with people right ba- basketball would probably i guess probably be the worst you would have yeah. to imagine because at least football yeah you're tackling somebody but you're not a, you're not doing a lot of skin to skin contact and just holding on somebody you tackle yeah. them you get up you go away uh but yeah basketball for sure but korean baseball has come back with no fans in the stand uh it's uh, the only, the, the only, I mean, a couple of the people in the uh, dugout are wearing masks and stuff like that, but the players are not, but they're not allowed to spit. And like, that's like 86% of baseball is spitting yeah. on the field. So, 
So, I mean, are they really playing baseball? Yeah. <laughs> That's now just throwing a ball around. Yeah, now. they're just throwing. The, yeah, they're they can't. What I mean, what if they have? What if they're sunflower? They're seed playing guys? professional catch. What? If, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, if, what, what if what if they're sunflower seed guys? Are they not allowed to have sunflower seed? I guess they. These are just they're just ballers. They can swallow them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's move into GM uh, grades part five. We're moving into the metro now. Ooh, and we got four. Yeah. Well, uh, well. Three pretty good teams to talk about, and the Devils. We're going to yeah. talk about them too. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I'll start us off with the Devils. Uh, you know, if you're new into listening, as we've said the last couple weeks, we judge a player's what they should be doing off of their salary. And if you, we believe if you make seven million or more, you should be performing as an elite player in the league. Exactly. And the Devils only have one guy on there making, and that's former Predator, former. Uh, Hab, P.K. Subban, making $9 million. And starting next season, young guy Nico Hishier will be making $7.5 million. So we, that's something to look forward to in the future. He going to have to start earning that contract a little more. I mean, it's not that he's been playing poorly, but $7.5 million is going to be... He needs a lot more, a lot more, uh, a lot more play and yeah, uh, and points. There have been a lot of eggs in that basket. Yeah, I mean he's young. I'm so. I mean I'm 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 by no means saying he's not going to be worth it, but I am saying that he's going to need to do more than what he has done to uh, to yeah. And I think he can live up to that. You know, expectation. I've got him in multiple fantasy leagues and multiple dynasty leagues. He does well as a as a deep roster guy. Absolutely. But their salary cap available is eight point eight mil. Yeah, there there is no expectation. They are in a full on rebuild phase. Right. So they are not expecting to go out and win cups. I'm surprised that they didn't uh, get rid of uh, PK this past season. I mean, yeah, I'm just surprised that they took the contract and at all. And I guess yeah. we kind of talked about that where they thought that they could have could have been doing uh, doing something through the process uh, and and actually maybe maybe be yeah. a playoff team maybe and, they thought and, that he would get there and kind of shine a little bit and they could mm-hmm. flip him for something better yeah um, but, but even in that instance I feel like the Preds would have sent him over for half his contract you know I mean yeah. at that point at that point we're saving four and a half million dollars still but but it is good for them to have you know the you know the the veteranship yeah. of PK in that locker room sure. with the Norris trophy and uh, Stanley Cup runs. You know, absolutely. I mean, that, I I agree with that. I mean, because they need leadership. A great presence in the in yeah. the locker room. But I, you know, for PK's sake, I hope they get him out of there and get him to a, a potential contender. Uh, yeah. Even if he's just, run, I mean, he's not the PK that we knew three years ago, or hasn't been at least. I'm not yeah. saying that he can't be. But I'd like to see him get on there and be a be a good second pairing or third pairing t- guy on a on a actual contending roster and. I mean, because I'd like to see PK get a cup if uh, if yeah. it's not us that does it. All right, so moving into their draft capital, they've got a lo- they've got three first round picks. Yeah, and the picks that I, th- I believe I know they got one from Vancouver. Not sure the other one, but they are looking like they're going to have good first round picks. Yeah, and they could they they're in the running for the lottery on the on just their pick. So they've got none in the second, third, two in the fourth, and one in the fifth, sixth, and seventh. So a lot of draft capital. They're I mean, like we said earlier, they're in a rebuild. Um, the good, I guess, the, not much to talk about, but the future. Uh, Nico Hishier and Jack Hughes, are, you know, are the future of that team. Absolutely. Um, they got a lot of first round picks coming up. The bad, we don't have time to go over the bad on that team. <laughs> They're in a rebuild. It is what it is. But the worst part is the goaltending. Yeah, something has to be done about the goaltending in New Jersey. Hopefully, they draft a young goaltender, give him some years. Hopefully, they can get a Jordan Bennington situation. Well, but, and and especially as a team that thought that they had. 
uh, what they what they needed twice with Schneider and then Blackwood. And not not that Blackwood can't step up and have another good season like he did two years ago. That's not that's not at all impossible. Uh, but I would also I would also throw on the uh, on the bad that yeah it's bad they're in on a full on rebuild and that's why they are bad. But the fact that they didn't go into that season looking to be in a rebuild, you know, that's yeah. I mean they 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 felt they had a had a good shot and then had to move Taylor Hall and had to move uh, you know a bunch of pieces and so that's where that draft capital is coming from. So. It's nice to have some first round picks for sure. And yeah. obviously they weren't a contender, but when you have a superstar like Taylor Hall, you kind of hope that it carries you into contention, but not like, anymore. Do I, they don't have Taylor Hall anymore. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm saying yeah. at the beginning of the yeah. season. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, so a lot of bad, but, but some potential good yeah. definitely can come from, come from I mean, this is a team that has a history of winning. Eight. They, they can win. And eight point eight million dollars is a lot of money to yeah. be able to throw around. Oh, yeah. Whether you want to get a big contract or whether you want to throw it on three or four smaller, smaller pieces to add yeah. to the roster deck. And we're going to talk about it in a couple episodes. But I believe, like I've just from doing the research on these teams, this coming up off season, next off season, there are a plethora of uh, RFA's and UFA's going on the market yeah. on teams all around the league. It is just they they'll have a pick of players to choose from that they can just throw money at. That is a team players will like to go to. They've got a lot of banners in that building. A lot of history, still really close to the city. Yeah. Um, I mean, not paying as much taxes as, you know, living in the city. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Being a, being across the river there in uh, in Jersey. But, um, you know, a lot of these guys, their wives, they like to be close to bigger cities yeah. and, and stuff like that. So that's a that's a great opportunity yeah. to, uh, to be able to bring some guys in that would potentially want to be there. So as far as grading, honestly, the GM grade – you gotta not look at the points. You gotta look at what he's there for. I give him a B plus, maybe an A minus. I, mean, um, I would say B, a solid B. B. I think I think that a nine million dollar contract for PK when he hadn't shown anything to earn that nine million dollars at, at Nashville the year before. That's a lot of money to spend on a on a hope, in my opinion, and especially when you probably could have got him for seven million and had the Preds pay the other two. Uh I mean, I'm I'm willing to go B plus with you. I mean, they got three first round picks. They got a lot of cap space. Um, personally, I'd say B just because of that yeah. that big contract. I mean, we're talking two or three million dollars that could be could be putting your cap space at eleven million dollars instead of that that yeah. nine or instead of that uh, eight point. Yeah, we'll go so. B, and you know we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, PK only has about a year left on his contract. Two right. years left on his contract. If they sign, if they can get him to take a deal. Then that's um, then that goes up to an A. Yeah, yeah. If, if they you if, know if they can't get them to sign for a good deal, then maybe it goes to a B minus. Right, exactly. Uh, I I think that that's perfect. So that's why I would say uh, B right in the middle there. Yeah. And if if this happens throughout the next couple months that we find out they unloaded this contract or sent him somewhere else or even paid paying for half of the contract like uh, like like the Preds maybe would have, we can come back and we can revise that as a, as a B or A, but. Nine million dollars, a lot of money. Yeah, uh, to be yeah. be wasted. As far as team goes, I don't see how you can do anything other than an F. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was was attempting to. Um, we're not in a rebuild at the beginning of the year, as we said, yeah. and did not only terrible, but absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah, didn't get didn't get any production from any of the guys you thought that you that you should have. Bad goaltending. Uh, just a just a joke that that you saw coming up on your schedule and that's you know not i mean for the past few years they haven't been great they've had a couple of good seasons 
but that's not the New Jersey Devils uh, that we've that we've classically seen in the NHL uh, as a terrible team. So I agree. I don't think there's any way uh, any way around it. When you when you have banners in the uh, in the arena, then you're judged a lot harsher. And yeah, that's just the nature of the game. You know, I mean, a team that's coming in and has never won any banners, Coyotes, whatever. That's, I mean, you get a little leeway. You're, you, you can be bad and it not be the worst thing ever. But when you're a team that has h- historical abilities and and cups on your resume, I think you gotta, I think you gotta show out for your fans a little bit better. So yeah. F is a good call. Um, I'm really excited that you picked first and third because I'm excited because uh, about uh, about to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. Man, we we're probably. Lucky the season didn't end, or the lucky the season ended, because those Flyers were tearing it up. They were tearing it up. So we're going to go into their players over 7 mil. They have four. Um, We're getting the money out of them, obviously, though. Uh, Kevin Hayes. I didn't know Kevin Hayes was a $7 million man. I... I'm uh I've always liked Kevin Hayes and he may not produce the points that you think of a seven million dollar guy, but he get he provides so much to a team. I mean, as a guy that's held him on, on multiple fantasy teams, hits, blocks, face off wins, multiple positions uh, uh, capability, uh providing some real depth there in, in Philly. Um so I think personally I think Hayes was, was if not earning, pretty close to earning yeah. it. Uh, Jacob Vorchek, uh, hard to hard to go wrong with him, and he was he was on a tear himself. I mean, uh, eight point two five, a lot of money, but it's Jacob Vorchek. I think that that was uh, that was a good deal. Uh, James Ram James Van Riemsdyk uh, back to the to the Flyers from the from the Maple Leafs. He's catching seven million as well. I would say I would say for a for a, a good left winger. I mean, he's a little older. Uh, I don't know necessarily he's specifically worth seven million dollars, but again, it's one of those. I don't think he's he's playing close to that seven million if he's not uh, and not uh, not playing at that level. And then uh, finally, uh, Claude Giroux. Uh, again, at the beginning of the season, it was it was very slow, uh, slow to start, slow to get everything going, and we saw over that last month, month and a half of the season, all of those guys picked it up. And again, when you we're we're, we're big fantasy guys, and Claude Giroux can give you triple position eligibility, center, right wing, left wing. I mean, what a value that uh, that that can provide to a fantasy roster, but also a real roster as well. So. Claude Giroux at 8.3. I mean, again, maybe they're not earning their money, but it's hard to say that with with the the tear that they were on at the end of the season. Salary cap only 70k available. Nah, I mean, not great, but not horrendous. About a contender right now. Not a, not horrendous for for a contending team in the uh, in the race for not only in the race for the playoffs, but uh, was the odds on favorite to win the cup yeah. when the, uh, when the season ended. So, um, so going into their draft capital, they got a first round pick, a second round pick, no third rounds, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth and two sevenths. Uh, I mean, it's amazing that they still have a first round pick. I figured they were going to move that to, to bring a piece in and, and they didn't have to. So the good, great young talent supporting a really veteran core. Um, uh, Carter Hart has been playing fantastic hockey uh, at the goalie position, tearing it up. I mean, it's hard to it was it would have been hard to beat a, a team streaking as well as they were uh, come come playoff time. 
and built for the playoffs too. Big bodies, but still have some speed. Uh, bat constantly. This has been a, this has been the Flyers' problems and issues for what feels like years, probably closer to the last few years. But slow starts, man. Slow starts. I mean, they were on a tear at the end of the season, but there is at one point in the season where I think they started like one and ten or yeah. something like that. I mean, it's. That's that's for such a good team with such good depth. I mean, we're we're talking if we would have done these grades two months earlier, I mean the Flyers would have got a D minus, D, D plus, something like that, because they were playing playing very poorly uh before they started streaking. Um so uh so a lot of good, um some bad, but uh, they definitely they definitely stepped it up at the end. So it's hard to argue I say GM, he's put together a pretty good roster. A minus. Yeah. A minus sounds pretty good to me. Uh, not a ton of cap space, but um, but that is that's really irrelevant to a to a contending team as we've talked about. Uh the team grade, I mean, if we were talking the last month of the season, A plus. Oh, if we were talking yeah. the the first First part of the season, probably a D plus. So let's let's give them maybe an A minus as well. Yeah. I mean, because if they all- were playing the whole season like they did that second half, I would give them the, give them the only rank of S, just Ta- above A. I would I would I would make myself British and say that they get top marks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I would say uh, I would say an A minus because really all that matters is is what happens at the end, right? Um, yeah. So so we can't really fault them too hard for starting slow when they were on the cusp of of going to the playoffs and and doing really well. Yeah. So A minus for for both GM and team I think is a good good placeholder. All right, so now moving into the Carolina Hurricanes, those jerks down there. <laughs> uh, players over seven million, just the one. Sebastian Ajo at eight point five. What you'd expect? Hey, his mom's a hoe. Okay, <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not Brandon Leipzig in it right here. He's his mom is literally a hoe. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Let's hope that joke land. That joke lands better than it did last time. Let's hope it lands because <laughs> otherwise, last time you said it, they did not get it, and they yeah. just thought you were being a dick. <laughs> that, that to be fair, that was just some random girls that were sitting around us at a game. So, <laughs> so to be fair, I mean, <laughs> and so, I think you just pointed at him and said his mom's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> I was t- being truthful, Bobby. <laughs> I was being true. What I'm, what's going to happen is this is going to get released to the public, and then I'm going to have to like publicly apologize. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to call his mama hope, even though she technically is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, salary cap available, uh, 980k. I think Carolina's weird. They're fourth in the metro right now. At one point, they show signs of being a contender. Yeah, but then they they just can't get it together. They can't. It's a, they're a puzzle that just can't put all the pieces together. They can't string. They can't string it together. Yeah. like you're saying, they can't get these get on these these long win streaks or these multi game yeah. win streaks. Uh, a lot of what the Preds' problem was this year. You can't yeah. win multiple games in a row. You're never going to get ahead. Yeah, they need. And I mean, this is a league now where you've got to cut the fat on that roster, and you need to bring in some superstars. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, mean, you've got when you've only got one guy making uh, over seven million, you only have nine hundred eighty k. That means you've got a lot of guys making kind of in, that in between money right now. Right. But one of those guys that has really stepped it up is Andres. Svechnikov, 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 which I'm going to talk about later. But draft capital of a lot of picks. One in yeah. one in the first, 
Uh, two in the second and third, one in the fourth, no, no five or six, and two in the seventh. But at what point is, is a lot of draft capital, not that draft capital is ever detrimental, but at what point is collecting draft picks and continuing to have some some depth in the farm system to bring up into your onto your team, at what point does that become detrimental, that you're not using this ca- draft capital? It's called draft capital because it doesn't just mean you get to draft yeah. a player. Exactly as you said. I mean... Not that not that Sebastian Ajo's lines line doesn't kill you because we've seen him straight murder us in those dope cane jerseys. Okay, yeah. So we've seen we've seen what what that what what he's capable of, but one guy can't do it all do it all all alone, especially in hockey. I mean, it's not like basketball where you got five guys on the uh, five guys on the floor. I mean, you have a constant shift of four different sets of three guys that, and I mean, it's not like, I mean, your top guy is going to play a third of the game. Maybe, yeah. you know, your top line is. So at what point does that draft capital become a detriment to like, you're just saving up stuff for stuff that for people that may never hit when you could go out and move some of these pieces and bring in a piece to, uh, to help the roster. Yeah. All right. So the good stuff, like I said earlier, Andre Sveknikov, uh stepping it up, mm-hmm. you know, he, you're getting a lot of good value out of him. The bad, though, man, is that talent is starting to age. Yeah. And you've got injuries. You know, Dougie Hamilton is fighting injuries. I mean, Dougie Hamilton is a guy who should be in the talks of the Norris, but those injuries, you know, keep him out of that conversation. Yeah, and he had a bad he had a bad injury this year, too. Yeah. And you, and you more hope that he's probably going to come back from this. I mean, these guys have top-class, world-class rehabbers. Yeah. And, 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 Especially and with the amount of rest them. they get right now. But, I mean, it's, it's one of those injuries that you hope doesn't – even if he's able to come back and play hockey, that he's still able to play at the same level of hockey he was playing. Because yeah. I mean, that's a that's breaking your leg like that is a can be a lifetime. Yeah. Of of different. I mean, we saw what happened with Alex Smith. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he, I mean, that might that might be a career ender. Right. Exactly. But to be fair, he just he was in Washington when it happened, so <laughs> his career like, was already in question. He was- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, we're talking a guy that that um, that uh, I mean, I don't think that it was any argument before he got hurt that he was one of the top three guys with Carlson and, and Yossi and, and running and talks for that Norris trophy. So. Yeah. All right. So team uh, team and GM grade. What do you what are you thinking, buddy? Uh, GM, I think maybe a C minus D yeah. plus. Yeah. I would say I would say a C minus is good because I mean they weren't the worst or anything, but I mean they did not uh, did not do what you would like uh, a, a team like that. I mean they only got nine hundred eighty k in the salary cap available. They got a lot of draft capital, but it, but sometimes draft capital, like we just said, doesn't translate into anything at least not immediately. Yeah, a uh, team I'd give it a I don't know a oh. It's hard with them. Yeah, I would say just a solid C. C. Uh, I mean, because they had they had stretches of the season that they were when they came on the ice, they were the best team on the ice, and you there was no way. I mean, that Predators game, I think it was literally the last game that we got to go to, maybe the second to last we got to go to together. We were watching them. I mean, it wasn't like the Predators played a bad hockey game necessarily, but there wasn't any way, even if playing playing some of their top level hockey. It just didn't feel like Sebastian Aho, Sebastian Aho, and the and the guys were going to be stopped. Yeah. that that game. So, a lot of good, but also just very streaky, like yeah. you said. 
So, yeah, uh, C minus and C, and why don't you round us up with the Islanders? The New York Islanders, old Barry Trotz. So, uh, uh, old Trotzy, uh, only only one player over $7 million, Anders Lee. Uh, but with Matty Barzal, Barzell, uh, lots of lots of depth on that roster, uh, almost a perfect roster for a guy like Barry Trotz, who likes to keep those games one to zero or two to one, or very low scoring, uh, very low scoring team style that that Barry Trotz brings. Uh, so three million uh, draft capital available. What were what were their position on the? Uh, where were they at? They were in a playoff spot, correct? So uh, let me see right now. Islanders are sixth in the Metro. They were within a few points from a wild a wild card spot, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Three million salary cap available, as I said. Draft capital, no pick in the first or second round, and then one pick in rounds three through seven. So not great draft capital uh, for for what they're what they're putting on they're, the ice. They are one point out uh they're one point below Columbus in the wild card race. Okay. So so I mean right there on the cusp, but not a lot of draft capital to bring anything in. $3 but they do dollars. only have sixty eight games played. Okay. So a little Columbus lower. is seventy. Yeah, they were sitting in a playoff spot most of the year. Uh, which is which is right right where usually Barry Trotz wants to be is right on the on the edge of that, that playoff spot going in. I mean not necessarily wants to be yeah. but he's a he's comfortable in that yeah. position obviously you want to be the top guy going in but um not a lot of draft capital the good barzell could be elite i mean he is literally the fastest skater in the NHL yeah. right now um trots we love trots and and love what he's able to do with that youthful team and i mean that defensive style not needing to score a lot of goals because you're keeping goals out is perfect for a young team like that that they don't need to be pressured into scoring four and five goals against in, in the NHL. They just need to worry about making sure they keep the other, uh, opponents off the scoreboard and get a get a good shot off off some counter counter type plays, that kind of thing. Yeah. Lots of pending free agents, and I mean, not a lot of people wanting to play for the Islanders, uh, unfortunately. Um, like you like. Uh, and you had put this on needs a high scoring winger. I mean, you yeah. gotta have you gotta have some. And it's not that they don't have guys that can score. That's not what we're saying at all. But they need a a offensive piece to provide a, a goal when they need a goal. And yeah. that's something. I mean, you know, if you know if you're watching an Islanders game and it and it's three to one uh, on the opponent, generally that game is not going to be won by the Islanders. They're not going to be able to put up the offensive firepower to come back tie up the game and then score another and that's not a, not always the case but a lot of times it is based on yeah. uh, on the style of hockey and that's that not a new play. case they've been needing a high score winger for multiple seasons now definitely even when when Tavares was there I mean they still didn't have any and probably one of the reasons Tavares left yeah. I mean not only to go play for Toronto and and you know the history that's that's there but I mean it wasn't evident that they were going to bring anybody in to help him either. And, you know, I mean, we saw as much as, you know, I, I can understand the uh, the Islanders being Islanders fans being upset that he left. We've talked about it. Loyalty can sometimes kill your career. And yeah. he wanted to go win a cup, and he took a little less money than maybe he would have been able to get. Uh, but we usually applaud guys for that, not uh, not take them down a peg or two. So, I mean, I, I mean, you can't blame him. Yeah. So team, um, or I guess GM. GM, I'd go D to be honest. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, let's go. Let's go D. I mean, they're let's go D plus. Uh, I mean, they're. I mean, they're right on the cusp of a playoff uh, of a playoff spot. But but again, that's the team that they currently have, and the uh, and the coach that they have that are, that is getting them there with a lot of pending free agents, not a lot of draft capital, not a ton of money. I mean, three million dollars is not a little bit, but it's not bringing in a superstar. Yeah, that, that you need. Um, so, uh, so D plus, but I would say the, the team probably a B minus. Yeah. Uh, they're producing maybe even a B cause they are producing like a straight up B straight up B sounds good because they're producing well above what you would expect. Just looking at that roster in my opinion. Yeah. Well, all right. That rounds out part five of GM grades. Uh, we will continue next week with the second half of the Metro in part six. So let's move now to outside the NHL. Um, talking a little college football, and Paul ooh, Feinbaum ooh, 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 uh, has come in, and he's got a report from a member of the Minnesota Board of Regents. Uh, in an interview, he alluded that power the Power Five conferences could be leaving the NCAA in the next five years, and this was before coronavirus epidemic came, uh, hit the world. So this now, is- and they're saying now that they might leave short term because schools may not open up, and they still want to play and get that money. And that that couldn't possibly lead to them for the Power Five conferences no longer being the NCAA. So, so what is, what is up with this guy in Minnesota? Why is he choosing everything? <laughs> Apparently, he just uh, he's the be man. A leak. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. yeah. He, um. Obviously, obviously, I mean, the NCAA is a corrupt, corrupt organization. Yeah. Now, which what what does worry me is, are is it going to just be self policing because? Uh, as a as a fan that's grown up watching SEC football my whole entire life, self policing <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah. Okay, here's how policing worked in the in the SEC: if you got caught doing something, then you told on somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Mississippi. I mean the Cam Newton thing is a perfect example. Mississippi State didn't was was willing to pay 180 grand to have uh, have Cam Newton come play football. Auburn was willing to pay two hundred grand to have have Cam Newton come play football, and so when you guys are both doing the dirt and then you tell on somebody, that is snitching. Okay, that's what snitching actually is. Snitching isn't just telling on somebody that's breaking the rules. Snitching is when you were also in the wrong, but then you decide to tell. Okay, yeah. So that that's pretty much how the how the SEC works, and so I can imagine what. What uh, what Urban Meyer and uh, and Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and yeah. the, and and the, the big Harbaugh's. schools are licking, licking their chops right now, knowing how much oh, money yeah, they can yeah. throw around. Oh yeah, but 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 at the, in the same course of action, I mean, the NCAA has told has shown you time and time again that telling on yourself to to avoid any sanctions or being in as much trouble doesn't work. Bill uh, Bruce Pearl, who great. Great coach when he was with Tennessee, and now I love him. Him coaching Auburn got a three-year show cause for a kid being at a barbecue that they self-reported. So, at what point do you just say, "I'm not going to tell you guys anything" because me not? I mean, because I would have got probably less if you guys would have caught me. Yeah, and so, so you just hope that that there is some sort of oversight i guess is a for lack of a better term and i'm not saying that we need some new organization but 
we have maybe a board with all, you know, of, of compliance officers that are all sit on this specific board and, and, and make sure that it stays yeah. within within reason. Well, if they leave the NCAA, what we're looking at here is a new G League. The G, how, how the NBA has yeah. the G League. This is a G League. It will become a G League for the NFL, which well, I'm all for. Yeah. Well, they need to start. I mean, if you, do you if you leave the NCAA, do you get to start paying your players? Yeah. No, I you know that's that's I mean, thing. I fully expect if they leave the NCAA, it's going to become a semi-professional league. Where, you know, maybe it's controlled by the school, but it's a business portion of the school. Yeah. And they're treated as, you know, staff of the school rather than students of the school. Employ- I mean, I, I mean I'm, not, I'm not the guy sitting here saying that they should be catching million dollar contracts and stuff. No. But what I'm saying is the NCAA prevents student athletes from even working minuscule jobs. And so how do you live? And that's why that's why the the low guy on the totem pole playing at M- MTSU is is screwed because nobody's going to insure this guy and give him a bunch of money. But if you're Trent Richardson or Mark Ingram or a big player from a big power five, you can go get loans and get insurance to insure your career because yeah. you know you're going to make millions of dollars. I mean, three $400 a game, it's not a lot of money, but for a, a, a week of... Of living as a college student who has their food paid for and all that stuff, I mean, I think that that's a that's a pretty good deal. And obviously, there's going to be that right number, yeah, that whatever that. And number obviously, getting is. paid for their likeness, jersey sales, yeah, t-shirt exactly, sales, exactly. I mean, how much money did Texas A and M make on those Manziel t-shirts? Oh yeah, I mean, and it's I mean, like you're basically stealing because they're going to they're getting this education. Well, if you know, if you would have got you could. In some states, you can get like a lottery scholarship and stuff and get your education. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's not the exact same. But at, at what point do you say this is a skill set you have? And it's not even like it's not like a, a, you're an artist or something where being an artist and having to go to school and do all that is you're not you don't have a limited lifetime career of being an artist. Yeah. You can paint as much as you want forever. OK. Yeah. And you may not be as good. So here's the thing, though, if the if the if the Power Five decides to leave the NCAA. What does that do for small sports like wrestling? You know, like, yeah, Iowa, University of Iowa has a major wrestling program and they can afford to pay their wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But schools like, you know, UTK well, can't afford to pay their wrestlers. Well, they can't afford it. Their volleyball though. players. I mean, but will they? they abs- well, that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. The oversight. I mean, my opinion is you can't just pay one over the other. Exactly. Yeah, they're, that's my opinion, too. Yeah. So... There has to be some, and what most people don't realize is football pays for the whole shebang. It pays for anything and everything that, even at a, even at a basketball school like Kentucky, football pays for 100% pretty much of everything. They make tons of money from football and it, and it gets trickled into these other sports. So I don't think, I mean, and, and there will still be need for Title IX compliance and stuff at yeah. school. So, so the NCAA doesn't have the authority to over that kind of stuff. So, so I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I'm a guy that look, you want to pay the football players. I'm cool with it, but you got to pay the swimmer and the, and the wrestlers yeah. and the, and, and every other, every other sport, even if it's a, even, and I, and I can even agree. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same pay because they are not the yeah, same, obviously, but there should be tiers of what you provide and, uh, to each specific athlete. Because again, they are doing a job for you. Yeah. So, um, We'll see. I mean, 
That's always that's that's very interesting. I mean the the NCAA has got to crumble if this happens, right? I mean, oh, this yeah. is their the, the the these five conferences are their meal ticket. I firmly believe that if this happens, it it will forever change sports as we know it in this country. It'll be Absolutely. it'll be a new beginning. Yeah, and I and I see, and I mean, I've said it for years. I see the NCAA not making it past another decade. Yeah, I just, I just don't. don't. Yeah, there's no, I don't see it happening. I don't see a future for the NCAA. You know, and I, in, in, unfortunately, the biggest argument here is the NCAA is the devil, you know. So what comes from? Do we get this corporatized version of college football, which is the reason that people don't or people gravitate towards college football is that small time feel of it. Yeah. It's, it's not a, that's called the Detroit lions. <laughs> I <laughs> but, mean, uh, but, but it's even, the NFL mine. It's, it's a small NFL. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's what, and that's what I don't want to happen. I mean, it's, I love the NFL, but you know, my favorite part of the NFL is playing fantasy football. And I mean, it's not that I don't love football or, but if you, if you just said, you just get to watch a game, I'm going to sit down and watch a college game over a pro game any day, just because in college, you're playing for the, the name on the front of the jersey. In NFL, a lot of times you're playing for the name on the back. And that's not always the case, and I'm not I'm not generalizing. But that's what a lot of the NFL has become. You see a guy get paid, and then next season he's garbage. Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> Don't at me. Um, so so I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what, what will happen. But I'm very excited about this next little topic yeah. that you got on here. Joe Tessitore <laughs> and Booger McFarland out at in Monday Night Football. Looking internally to replace. Ah, yes. This is a quick. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was perfect. Listener out there, start clapping. If you're driving, uh, you'll be all right. We got <laughs> clap. We got we got really, really spoiled when Mike Tarico and John Gruden did Monday Night Football. Yeah. And they were and it's funny, Gruden is, is able to explain things to you in a dumb way like he's John Madden without making you feel like he's John Madden, okay? And I, I just like Gruden. I, I liked him in the booth. I, I thought he did a fantastic job. I loved his his analysis on things. And I'll tell you what, I really liked Booger McFarlane when he was a sideline reporter. And you heard blips from yeah. Booger McFarlane. He was just not good and and see i i didn't i dislike joe testator more than booger mcfarland i'm not a big joe testator guy i just didn't like, dislike him i want to know this guy's resume oh he's been doing fights for a long time and right. you know ea, EA sports like fighting games let's put him on the, the super bowl of commentating because <laughs> that's what this is it is a yeah. it is a weekly super bowl in my opinion the money that money night football is one of the greatest traditions in american history yeah i mean i mean it, you it, get it, the song you get you, it's your first day of back to work yeah but, but you're you don't hate Mondays as much during football season oh, because no. you know tonight I get to go watch home and watch Monday night football. Yeah. Well, our girlfriends and wives hate Monday <laughs> yeah. night football. Okay. <laughs> and football's getting friggin' ridiculous for them. And I really feel sorry for them. I mean, only a little bit because I love football so much. But I mean, we got Thursday night football. Yeah. We got we got football on Saturdays for college football. NFL's talking about playing on Fridays once in a while. <laughs> we and, fr- and well, there's always the college college football game of the week on Fridays, yeah. and then and then Sundays we had NFL, and then Mondays we had had NFL again, and then sometimes there will be a college game on Tuesdays. <laughs> sometimes you got to wake up early to see the England game. <laughs> Waking uh, up at like seven in the morning on Sunday. Oh yeah. Well, see, that's usually better. I'll, t- I'll get up and I'll watch 
I mean, it's amazing. I'll watch literally nine hours of football on those days. And yeah. Not it, stop. And it goes by so quick. Yeah. I have my laptop and my tablet. Oh, I got my different leagues up. Red got zone. Red Zone. I got another TV on. And next thing I know, I haven't gotten off the couch in a couple hours. I'm like, oh, shit. I know. I should get up and get a beer. My Well, my beer's empty, and I'm just kind of hoping uh, yeah. that Stephanie has to get up in a second. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, it was funny. I was listening to Pat McAfee show earlier and, you know, for years, everyone wanted Pat McAfee to be on Monday Night Football. He is such an eccentric, great commentator. And so he he reached out to his people and said, hey, uh, I don't want to seem needy, but let know I'm, I'm open to the idea of hosting Monday Night Football. They came back and said, oh, we're looking for a quarterback. All right. Well, then Tony, Peyton and Eli turned him down. He's like, hey. Couldn't get a yeah. quarterback. I'm here like, oh, we're looking for a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. They're like, all right. Well, they reached out. Couldn't find anybody. I, then they're like, oh, we're looking for someone. And it's like, they. I would love to see Pat McAfee on there. But there's, I mean, I, I, like I can't. Pat. I wonder where they're going to go. Because they, they I, said they have to stay with an ESPN. Yeah. Because they have to report to, to Daddy Disney yeah. and get the money for that. Right. Which they can, they, well, they I, don't have to pay someone an absurd amount of money inside ESPN. Well, I will say to that, I like Pat McAfee, and I, I mean, I don't listen to his podcast a lot, but I like him, and I like what he does, and I like what he provides. I think that he is is too much of Pat McAfee for oh, Monday Night Oh, for sure. And I, and I get you, and It's the same reason why Bruce Arians w- is no longer a commentator. Right. Because he can't watch himself. Right. He doesn't understand that. Listen, th- on this podcast, we get away with saying, with a couple uh, curse words. We can We can do that. Right. But you and I, we would not be like we can't go out and you know be uh, you host a, a live thing where families are always going to be watching. Uh, you know, a couple thousand people are going to be watching. Exactly. I mean, that's just not it's not really who who we are. I yeah. Mean, and that's that's okay. That's not a that's not a a detriment to us. Yeah. It's just different. And and I felt like that's why John Gruden was so good because he was right on that cusp of knowing yeah. what to say and what not to say, but he said it in a way that. Well, he's not trying yeah. to defend, or he's not, he's not, he's just trying to get his point across. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess, I, I guess I would say, gotta go get Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, no, please don't. <laughs> please, God. I get I mean, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp, bring them on over <laughs> to the ESPN family, family, and boom, we have ourselves Monday Night Football. Um, no, but I really don't. I, I'll tell you who I where I, I, I not that he works for ESPN, but I don't. I don't want Joe Buck. I do not want yeah. Joe Buck. I mean, we've talked about Joe Buck and how he does certain things good. I don't think Monday Night Football would be. One I of those would. Things. So if you had an option between Joe Buck and Chris Collinsworth, oh Joe Buck, a hundred, a hundred and fifty times. Everybody, everybody who knows me knows that when it comes to commentators, there's never there's a few guys I'm like, oh they're all right. But it's usually either I have a vast distaste for this guy or I really like him. I hate Chris Collinsworth and so as a there, commentator. There are very few people that I hate more than Chris Collinsworth, okay? Those people are Gary Danielson and Vern Lundquist, okay? That's the list. Then Chris <laughs> Collinsworth. I, mm, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I'm like gritting my teeth over here, man. He ruins Sunday Night Football, yeah. man. Now here's a guy, <laughs> but um, yeah. So maybe we will uh, take a look in a couple of weeks and get yeah. a list of guys who we think would be good at it. We'll have them call. We'll have Disney call us. Yeah, and we'll we'll send in our approved list. Yeah. Hey, I'm a member of both Disney and Hulu. Now, so now have a little poll. Now you get your choice of booth, regardless of station. Who you take it? I think there's one solid answer. Uh, that you know, is actually, no. no I know who it is. Tony Romo. Yeah, Tony Romo. No question to me. T- right I would now. say Tony Romo and Sarah Gusa. 
Okay, okay. Tony Romo Both and Sarah are Gil- color guys. Though. Yeah. I see. I personally love Mike Tirico, dude. I just, yeah. I, I think he's just so good at at being the at being the guy that keeps it on track, keeps yeah. it going. Keeps you know, it would be another good moving. match and out of left field, Peyton Manning and Joe Rogan. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's be very strange, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, also, I'm so sorry. There is an additional person I got to put in front of Collinsworth, Brent Musburger. I hate Brent Musburger too. So yeah. sorry. sorry. And I, you know who we're also forgetting is Al Michaels. I mean, I love Al Michaels too. Some people don't love him. I think that Al Mi- and Al Michaels and Tony Romo booth would just be too much good. Yeah. We just got to back off. Yeah. We got to, you know what? We're demoting you, Al Michaels. What they're going to end up doing good. is putting the game on the small screen right. and just the main screen be them just, just them talking. Too. A picture in picture would be perfect with Tony yeah. Romo and who, who's the who's the field reporter though? Ooh, I'm a, Tra- I'm, I'm a Tracy Wolfson guy. I'm Pam Oliver. There. Okay, Pam Oliver's all right, but I'm a Tracy Wolfson kind of guy. You know, like I just like Tracy Wolfson. But yeah, but see, the perfect part about that would be, Bobby, is that you wouldn't even need to watch the picture in picture because Tony Romo is just going to tell you what yeah. the play is going to be anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. So no joke of the week this week. We'll uh, come back with that next week. So let's move into pop culture. Uh, te- technically, Booger McFarland's the joke of the week. Uh-huh. <laughs> you thought we were done. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right, so we are going to start part one of our X-Men discussion. Excited. So before we get into it, let's do a brief... Now, this is a very complicated timeline. Now, when we say X-Men, we're talking about the movie universe from Fox. Yes. So this timeline, and I don't have the picture, but pretty much I watched it out of order, unfortunately, because I found the order after I had watched the original trilogy, which is X-Men, X2, and then... Uh, round the in and off stand. at X-Men Last Stand. I watched it mostly in order, but I watched all three of those in order. And I think that's that's an okay way to do it. The, yes. the in-release order is completely fine. It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And re-watching it, you find that out real soon that movies were not the same as, uh, as they are now. Ab- absolutely. Especially those superhero movies when they're kind of busting into this, this genre. But also with such a complicated timeline that they're trying to tell this story with. Yeah. So this is obviously going to be my least favorite discussion of all these discussions that we have. Yes. Because it's very clear that the, this block of film was, I mean, it's 2000, 2003, yeah. and 2006. The, these three movies were designed to be it. Yes. They, it was just supposed to be these three, and then they start over later. But so real quick, to give you a rundown of the order that if you want to watch at home, it goes X-Men First Class. In timeline order of what This is actually watch. called um, the Cannoli Order, I think. It has a weird name, but I will give you the order, then I'll explain why this is the order. So it starts off with X-Men First Class, X-Men Origins Wolverine, ugh, X-Men, X-2, X-Men The Last Stand, The Wolverine, X-Men Days of Future Past, X-Men Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix, Deadpool, Logan, and final and rounding off at Deadpool Two. So pretty much, they retconned a lot of stuff. Yeah, they stepped on their own feet, and so the way that that this order fixes that is that Days of Future Past. They literally, I mean, spoiler alert, by the way. Hopefully, just hopefully you've watched it. They go back and they change the past, which then erases everything before. Right. You can start off fresh. It gets rid of the horrendous Ryan Reynolds Deadpool weapon, weapon uh, 11. And so you start fresh. So, But today we're just talking about the original trilogy. And then next week we're going to talk about probably First Class, Days of Future uh, Past, 
Well, we can do well. In order, in order to get it to get it ca- caught up to itself, we'll do the we do the first three this time, and then we need to do first class origins and the Wolverine. Okay, and then and then, then we're we caught can do, up. Right, and then you're in the right order at that yes. point. And then we can do three and uh, three again. So okay. it's a twelve part series. So yeah. Uh, that will be the the order that we speak about these, but I feel like you have to talk about the three worst films first, in my yes. opinion. Not that they're bad, and honestly, actually, to be fair, the number one film in our consensus rank, we didn't have to do much work since we had the exact same yeah. rank. Last Stand was actually really, really good. Oh, I loved Last Stand. It was a really good movie. The, the, the final the fight worst. scene like, made up for... in my The final fight scene saved that trilogy, in my opinion. It absolutely did. And just conceptually, the whole storyline for Last Stand was so good to me. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm in 100% agreement. And it rounded it out in Last Stand with, uh, with Angel being the the mutant that they were going to uh going to correct and, yeah. and um and such a good movie but you got you got so many so many pieces to the x-men world juggernaut and Benny jones kills and, it man yeah and dark phoenix being dark phoenix and not gene gray yeah and uh so so lots of lots of great things came from from last stand and then number two number two uh X-Men the original it, you know it, it was it was a good movie for especially for the time I remember watching that the, it was awesome yeah you know, it was yeah. a really 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 good Hugh Jack- and let's let's give credit to Hugh Jackman 20 years yeah 20 years of playing that part not only does Wolverine not age but Hugh Jackman does not age <laughs> okay but yeah they had in what in the last movie they had to make him look older than he really was right because <laughs> he's a freak of nature when it, yeah I think he might actually be wolverine dude yeah um but my just like the whole the whole i thought it was a really i thought i thought the story was really good in x-men i mean there was it left so much to be desired but again a movie in 2000 i mean this was really like maybe we've had a couple superhero movies and stuff but we haven't really had that had that building a story out out of multiple movies story you know a style of movie yet so X-Men was really good. I mean, you get to meet Wolverine, Sabretooth, Magneto, Mystique. You get to meet all of the the main cast and, and Cyclops and, and Gene and, and yeah. Dr. X. I will say, Professor I still X. dislike Cyclops now as I did as a kid. Yeah, he's kind of a jerk. Well, not just that. Just I mean, less a jerk because, I mean, Hugh Jackman's a jerk. Yeah. I mean, but he's just a douchebag about it. Well, see, well, see there's we've talked about this. Hugh Jackman is like Iron Man when he acknowledges who he is. He understands that. Cyclops is like Batman where he thinks he's above you, but he's still just an asshole. Yeah. You know, like, I agree with that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you with you there. Now, I, I'm about partway through Apocalypse where he's in and you get to see the younger version of him. He's a jerk then, too. I hate yeah. him. I hate <laughs> yeah. him, too. Um, but, but. What a good what a good building block to start off. I didn't like how, and we'll talk about this later, how you find out that Sabretooth is is uh, Wolverine's half brother, and he really just did not acknowledge it at all. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, bro, what's up? Like, <laughs> so uh, so that's cool. But now we can talk about the absolute, and there there can be no question in my mind that this will be the worst movie in the entire 12 i haven't even watched them all yet x2 was bad yeah it, it was, was hot garbage really which is saying something because in my opinion origins wolverine is bad 
Yeah. This movie is great. hot garbage. I, I didn't I had to it was painful to get through. It was. I mean, I keep trying to look back and I mean it's and it and it sucks because it's such a valuable part of the whole entire and the whole entire I mean, William Stryker is such a big part of this twelve part series. Yeah. These twelve movies. And And as, I love Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is all aw- see, like it's so many elements of it, but it was just so slow moving. The plot was the, the, the storyline. Bad was, story writing. And see, I, I see. I don't think that the actual, the in actuality, the plot line itself is not bad. Its execution yeah. was horrendous. It was really, really bad. Yeah, and, and that's can, saying something when, uh, Sir, when Sir Patrick Stewart and Sir Anne McKellen cannot save the movie. Because yeah. as I said on the on the pay on the Twitter page on our Twitter. You know, the, there's a lot of bad movies in this, but the, a lot of them are saved and actually made into good movies by the acting of those two. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But the I fact mean, that they couldn't save this movie is just just I mean, goes into say how bad this movie was. I mean, Ian McKellen plays such a good Magneto. Oh, and, yeah. And who is it that plays the younger Magneto? Uh, Michael, Sh- not Michael Shoemaker. Uh, um, but, uh, but I mean, anyway, I mean, both at all four of those actors that play the young Professor X, the uh, the old Michael Professor Fassbender, X, and and, uh, and both of the Magnetos, I feel like they all work in conjunction together so well. I felt like all of the yeah. all of them did a yeah Michael such Fassbender a fantastic and uh, job. Uh, James McAvoy, like their chemistry yeah. on screen is amazing. When James uh, James McAvoy is, I don't know if he's underrated because I don't know how people rate him, but I, I have I have yet to see something that he's done that I didn't think was an amazing job. From what I know, he's known as one of like the better actors. Well, exactly. He can he's he has such range that he can go across multitudes of genres and sometimes you just get pigeonholed as an actor. And I feel like I feel like he has a look that he could get pigeonholed, but he he just doesn't. And yeah. and he's I, I, I like I liked him a lot. I thought he did a fantastic job with the young Professor X and I was really appreciative uh of the of that casting and and being able to still portray again, Patrick Stewart's a a hard guy to portray uh, as a uh, as a, uh, a young man, and yeah. he did such a fantastic job with it. I agree with that completely. Uh, James McAvoy did that movie Split too in Glass. Where, yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean that that like I've I don't even, I've never even seen that movie. It's just not really my genre. Yeah, but like I almost want to see it because because I like him so much and like conceptually it's a cool movie, but I know I've heard that he kills it. I heard he destroys that yeah. and makes and does such a good job. But all right. So eventually we will get around to ranking the top 12. We'll get around to, you know, picking, you know, ranking our top 10 favorite X-Men or mutant uh, villain, you know, characters. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, make with villains and superheroes the, mixed in. The crazy part about this 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 grouping of movies, as opposed to us talking about the uh, the Avengers uh, the Avengers saga, essentially, is that there is no yes, there's there's the Brotherhood, and then there's the X Men, and they're different, but they all cross so many lines and stuff that Mystique or Magneto, they're not all bad. They're yeah. not they're not bad guys. They're they have different viewpoints. Now there's, I mean, yes, so in some bad. movies they are bad. Sure, but, yeah. They do bad things, but it's never as, ev- I mean, and again, they're telling their stories. So we didn't get to see Thanos's story and we didn't get to see Loki's story. I mean, we, we kind of know Loki's story, but like 
all of these groups of people, we never really got to see their their full story and their background, so you just don't sympathize with them. Whereas Magneto, you do, and that is that is that is probably one of my favorite parts of the, yeah. of Last Stand is when Magneto gets gets his powers taken away, and the last scene is yeah. Ian McKellen sitting there playing chess. Just an old man trying to to move the pieces and stuff. Before we move on, I do want to talk one thing about it is that, you know, the Marvel Universe is bringing mutants and X-Men into the, I guess, what is it, part two or whatever they're calling it now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're going to have to change Magneto's story a little bit because <clears throat> in the original story, they were saying he was X years old and he, his origins was from World War II and the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Well, now, but Magneto does not have the power of not aging. Right. So they can't, they can't use that storyline anymore because well, but, well, well that all of that information comes before Days of Future Past where the future has changed. So, but but that's different now because the, I mean this universe is no longer. So they can't they they have to go off the. Comic I would imagine. Books. Well, I would imagine they would multiverse it. I mean that's yeah. the, that's the big thing is they're going to be. Well, they just change wars. They change say that he wars. was you know taken prisoner in <laughs> Korea or something. <laughs> Coming back from Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> I also loved how, just a quick tidbit, in Days of Future Past. Nixon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Richard Nixon. I, li- I, do, I did enjoy how they didn't show any actual video of Nick- of the real Nixon. Yeah. They just had an actor do it, whereas in the other movies, they have videos of the president and saying things and stuff. So Yeah. Um, but now let's let's go back into sports a little bit, um, and and I think we're just going to briefly talk about uh, uh, just do a quick discussion of episodes one through three of the Last Dance, and then we're, so good when we're finished with it. I think we should do an entire segment of just talking about it and our favorite parts and what tied together. But episodes one through three, if you if you are a if you are a sports fan, and whether or not you like Michael Jordan or you dislike Michael Jordan. Watch this documentary. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. Um, it's so good. <clears throat> Especially, so we were supposed to watch the the first three. I couldn't help but watch the first 10 minutes of episode four. Yeah, I've because already seen it, episode four. Yeah, so. well, because I didn't see the end of that. I mean, even though I knew the, the Rodman story about uh, Carmen Electra, I had to be like, I need to see this and to see where it goes. Yeah. But yeah, no, I loved them, dude. The first three episodes were awesome. The The first three episodes were, they have <clears throat> an interesting, interesting yeah kind of way of telling the story and so basically they tell you the they all it's all about that last final championship essentially so the first part they tell you a little bit about that that last championship season and they tell a part of that and then they went back in episode one and told jordan's story and then his nba his start of his nba career and then kind of rounds out back on the last on the last season again Episode two, same thing, except for instead of Jordan, it's Pippin. And when Pippin came a part of the Bulls. And episode three, same thing, but insert Rodman. And uh, spoiler alert, we'll talk about this on our next uh, brief discussion, but episode four is Phil Jackson and kind of tells his story and what, 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 what part he brought to the, to the team. You know, and all these, as a sports fan, you've grown up, you've known all these stories. You've heard all these stories about Jordan and what he did and what he, you know, who he was and how he acted. But because Michael Jordan opted out of the NBA's NBA's licensing agreement and decided to own his own brand and name, all this video clips and all of this information and all these things that we've heard about but we never had any confirmation about, 
there's friggin' video of it and stuff out there, man. There's they do such a good job that whether you like him or love him, Michael Jordan is is one of the most polarizing figures in the entire history of sports, and I don't think that it's even a question. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is, I think it's- Everybody knows Michael Jordan, <clears throat> whether you're a sports fan or not, no matter where you are in the world, whether you speak English or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that some Aborigines who have never met a single per- uh, person outside of their They got a community. Jordan poster in their yeah. hut. <laughs> uh, and I mean, and you know, and it's, and it's uh, as, a, as a Jordan fan myself, you grow up knowing what this guy was, but watching some of those clips and stuff of him playing basketball is just surreal, man. Yeah. What it's a dope surreal. soundtrack, real. Yeah, I mean, it it was absolutely fantastic, and if there's one thing you watch, if basically at, at this point, it's so good that if this week you get to do, choose to do one thing, and it's either watch a Last Dance episode or listen to our podcast, watch a Last Dance episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's how good it is that I'm willing to, I mean, now that they're super deep into the show, yeah. anyway, we already got your listen. We got you an hour okay, in. We already so. got your listen. Uh, but so good, and I can't wait to have a complete storytelling of, of that and, uh, and a good block. Or if we don't have enough time because it is so good, we'll do some Patreon content yeah. or some YouTube content or something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a we'll do a full episode on it. You know, we might even do a, a, just a full episode, just a, a midweek episode, just talking about the Last Dance. Yeah, I mean it's that good that I'm I'm willing to spend some extra time with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so let's move into questions from the internet. Well, we got one today. Would you rather shoot webs like Spider-Man or have claws like Wolverine, but they both come out of your penis? <laughs> on initial, on initial saying, on initially when we read this and decided we were going to do it, it was super easy that obviously you wanted Wolverine claws. Until, but then, you, until you actually used your brain and you're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, then you I think back to X-Men 1 when he tells Rogue, she asks if it hurts when they come out and he says, every time. <laughs> and so like, he has super uh, super ability to regenerate and heal. And probably a super high pain tolerance by now. I don't have that at, at <laughs> all. So so I think it's pretty obvious that we got to go with webs from the pain. I'll just mention a lot more utility in the webs. A lot more. You can be, immediately become a porn star. I mean, yeah. you're going to be shooting ropes, dude. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty awesome. What a great way to travel in the city, though, too. That's true. Just <laughs> swinging. <laughs> But see, but like, is it pulling on your dong? Like, do you got to get like some pr- protective gear for it? I mean, I feel like you're you can control how like how much you, room you can you so can control. realistically like now you have like a much fuller control of your penis as well. Yeah. So like, think about the utility to be able to like, oh, I'm reading this book and I got to pee. I don't want to stop reading the book. Boom. I'm just able to like control my penis <laughs> and, and pee, but still read my book, which is, you know, a, quite often a problem I have. Bobby, yeah. Is not the, to mention with the claws. I see a lot of manslaughter charges happening. Sure. Sure. I mean, so for sake of us not going to jail, because I don't think they let you podcast in jail webs out of the penis. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. So, all right, let's move into what are you binging? Um, why don't you start us off? Uh, yeah. Um, I have been watching, and it's a show that I've like watched about five seasons of a long time ago and just never finished it and came back to it. But I've always loved those first few seasons, but it's Rescue Me. Yeah, Den- I love Den- that show. Dennis Leary's Rescue Me. And the first season is while Dennis Leary's not a great actor early on, he gets better every season as it, as it goes on. I mean, he was never an actor. He was a comedian. And yeah. so this... 
But just the storytelling, because it starts about a year after 9-11 and follows a uh, Dennis Leary's character, Tommy Gavin, a firefighter. And they lost some guys in 9-11, and it really... It really is showing a lot of those aspects that of things that we didn't see. I mean, there's a scene in one of them where some guys set up at Ground Zero selling like knickknacks and 9-11 cookies and stuff like that. And it's like, from the outside looking in, that's like so disrespectful for something like that to be at Ground Zero and like selling, making making a profit off of off of of that, and so it's just so good to me. I mean, yeah. it just tells a good story, and it's one of those that makes you makes you feel funny watching it. It's not really it's funny parts, and there's there's uh, and there's sad parts and stuff, but it just like gives you a weird pit in your stomach, and I don't know, I like it. So Rescue Me is mine. Uh, for my homemade drink, or for my drink, um, I'm going to switch mine, because I had, because for Cinco de Mayo this past week, I had some, we made some homemade tequila drinks. I'm not a tequila fan, but it was 100% blue agave, so it's all right, so but I am going to switch it to that uh, Old Forester birthday bourbon, man, because that was delicious. Not that I can binge it, because I can't afford it, but <laughs> uh, but I want it to be on a dock somewhere that I drank yeah. it. <laughs> Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I need to try that. I've had some Old Forest. I need to try so the uh, birthday good. one. Well, they take like multiple barrels and like each year. Sorry. They take multiple barrels each year and pour it into one and then like age it a certain time. And then like after 11 years, they barrel these bottles and they're so pretty hard to find. And yeah. Stuff too, man. So I've been watching a lot of the, the DC animated universe movies. Yeah, you've been trying to get me into that. Dude, you should. So I just watched the most recent release that came out in 2020, which is uh, Justice League Dark. Okay. Uh, Apocalypse War. And it's pretty much an apocalypse, you know, I don't know, Dark Side's planet, Dark Side attacks again, and Justice League Dark. The Dark Side of the Moon? Pink Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Justice League Dark is Justice League, but they have like um, uh, Constantine. And some of the lesser known DC guys in it, right? Um, it, and it's just, and I've been watching some of the ones not in the universe. I just watched uh, Green Lantern, uh, Emerald Knights, which goes into like the founding of the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it, it's nice, man. I, and I love, and I, I have the DC Universe subscription. A lot of cool stuff in there. They just came out with a rewards program that the more stuff you watch and read on there, you, you get like. You know, posters and some cool shit. Dope, like, dude. Yeah, so it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. It's like shit you're already doing. Right. Um, you're already watching it. Yeah. So if you want to give me stuff to watch the stuff that I've paid for to watch. Yeah. And it's cool to watch some <laughs> of the old Batman uh, animated uh, like series. Yeah. That doesn't sound yeah. that cool. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, but I would just bring you some chorus light, man. Yeah, buddy. I actually had that this weekend yeah. as well. But all right. So uh, before uh, let's move into this or that this week, be a tree that can feel pain. Or a snail that would never die. This or that. That's a difficult one. Tree that can feel pain because I yeah, mean, that's just like being a person. Like, <laughs> I mean, if except for the moving and the being able to do things and no arms, no legs. I've been under quarantine orders, buddy, <laughs> so I haven't been doing a lot of that stuff anyway. No, but I mean, a just much like, higher chance of having us uh, being chopped with an axe. Uh, sure, but that's I mean, finally, you know, it's like if you're a tree, you've been around for so long, it's like. We think that trees want to live, but like they probably just want to die. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you come back as a tree, like in someone's backyard that they don't want. Sure. And then you're just getting a long, get, uh, getting the John Deere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Uh, I, I think it's pretty easy to be the tree. I couldn't go around being being slow. And then you're like a snail forever. Like, that's yeah, not but even in cool. the snail community, like you would adapt to the snail community. And Dude, then you, snails then have you be, communities, though? I mean, in this case, you're immortal. <laughs> you are a god. You, you are a god to the snails. They will, yeah, they like, will like make statues about you in, in yeah, snail but snails world. Snails don't make snap, but, but like they don't make statues. Like that's what I'm saying. Like what are the com- what is the comprehension level of a snail to be like? That's Brandon Snail over that's Bobby's. You know, like do they even? Know so the question is, are there no snail communities, or are they just so well hidden that we've never found snail communities? Are you Sammy Watkins right now <laughs> talking about the lizard people? Because. No, I mean, you know, even if there are snail communities, they're freaking snails, dude. It's not, they're not even fun. They don't even do anything fun. They're gross. They're, you know how well, I, well, they can't let humans see what fun they have. You know how I hate sliminess, bro. Like, I can barely eat wings without, like, rubbing my hands together like this. So, like, why in the world would I want my entire body to be, like, juice? Like, no, I'm <laughs> out, dude. I'm out on that. Like, now I guess you got tree sap as a tree. Dang it. <laughs> And then I can feel it coming down, but that would feel good. You're coming right? back as a maple tree. <laughs> Hope at least in Vermont, so I get <laughs> tapped pretty quick. But I guess if you were like into like BDSM or something like that, or like you know being dominated, that'd be a perfect life for you to be yeah. a maple tree in Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're getting close to the end now. Let's move into what snaps your stick. So why don't you start us off uh, with your sports? Uh, yeah, I really liked your sports one, by the way. I thought it was I thought it was perfect because I also agree because like who cares? But obviously you're going to tell us yeah. in a second. <laughs> uh, mine is people that are always feeling the need to tell you they are uh, insert sports here, whatever sport they're talking about. Purist. Looking at you, baseball people. Yeah, mostly. Ba- I mean, mostly yeah. the mostly baseball folks. They're they're the worst about it. But there are there are like there are folks like that in every sport, really. Um, like folks that are like dead set on not getting rid of the kickoff. Like who cares? The kickoff yeah. sucks. Like let's get it out of here. You know who you know who uh, are purists about the kickoffs? Ga- gamblers who have a problem because they're betting on they're too betting many on kickoffs. kickoffs. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so so. And it's not, again, it's not that, hey, folks telling you when you're talking, I'm talking baseball with Joe Schmo, and he's like, yeah, no, I don't agree with that. I'm a baseball purist. No big deal. Like, you're allowed to believe how you want about sports. It's the guy that, that when they see a replay in baseball in a bar, they said, wow, back in my day, they didn't know. They didn't never have replay in baseball. I can't believe this. I'm, I'm a baseball purist. Like, (laughs) are you? Are you red? <laughs> are are, are, are you, Stevie? Like, yeah, that's neat, man. Like, everybody was asking about, asking, wondering if you were a purist or not. So thank you for clearing that hey, up. Hey, everyone, he's a purist. This See, guy's a purist. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel when you feel the need to tell me that you're a purist because things have changed in the last 150 years. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what do you? what's your sports one, man? All right, so I want to preface this by saying we're not a political show, and this is about all the time. Champions of any sport go into the White House. Yeah. It's, it's so obnoxious. Why? It's stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Because on both sides of it, like, who cares? Right. I As a fan, even a fan of the team, like, I'm not like, hell yeah, the Preds won. Preds won the, won the Stanley I don't know why I've immediately become a super redneck. <laughs> Preds won the Stanley Cup. They're going to go meet the president. I'm going to watch that on TV. Who cares? Preds won the Stanley Cup, eh? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, who cares? Who absolutely cares? Like, you guys make 
millions more dollars than this guy. He's going to go shake his hand. Yeah. Like, look, like y'all want to meet the president. I'm sure you could do that and yeah. you could work it out, but you don't got to film it and tell me like, about yeah. it. Listen, if it's like the U.S. men's team, the U.S. national right. men's team. That okay, is, I get that. That is and, obviously and I, could, and I could understand like the Preds, just using them as an example, going to see the congressman for Nashville. Completely it makes a little sense. Completely different ball. I mean, but it's not really though. Like again, it's it's not the fact that they're going to do it. It's the fact that they're trying to make it some think. Yeah, you know, like go see, the, go meet the president. I think that's a cool. And idea, then every like, every year it's the same thing. Is oh, is this player going to go? Is this player going to oh, go? It's right. like we don't care, man. Right. You know, it'd be easier is if the team just said, yeah, we're just not doing we're it. We're not going. It's not a, it's, you know, it's, and we, and especially through, you know, President Trump, there's a lot of liberal basketball players and said, well, I'm not going to meet the president. Like, whether you like that president or not, like, it's meeting a president. Like, if you were willing to go meet Obama, then go meet Trump. Like, whether you care or not, like, if, if you feel one way about it, it shouldn't be about politics at that point, whether somebody's trying to make it so or not. So just don't go to anybody or don't go see a president if you don't th- if you think it's dumb like that. But it's yeah. not a political. It's this is not because let's be honest. Though, though those teams they're maybe spending thirty seconds with the president. Most of that trip is seeing D.C. and seeing the White House. Right, and they got millions of dollars. So yeah, like, they can do that. Yeah, <laughs> they can already do that. So I thought that that was a really good one because it's just so stupid. It's across party lines. It's dumb. Yeah, you know I hate it. <laughs> yeah. So my non-sports is just a pretty simple one. People not getting the hint. Like you're, you know, you're talking to somebody and, hey, you should come, you know, do this. And you're like, oh, yeah, maybe. And you're just trying to not be mean, especially here in the South, man. We're just trying to not be mean to you, bro. Like, I don't want to come over to your house. (laughs) I don't like you. I don't think you're enjoyable. But I'm not going to be mean to you. But like just continuing on and not getting the hint until you basically have to tell them exactly what I said. No, I'm not going to your house, man. Like, or I'm not, I'm not going to the bar. Like, I'm not feeling that, you know. So just, just a general one. People not getting the hint. Get the hint, people. Yeah. What do you got? So I've got one uppers. Oh man, I, across I, I the know, board. I know a lot more people that are that are <laughs> <laughs> The worst is, you know, um, is people when like they want to make their day seem worse than you. Absolutely. Oh, like you only got two hours of sleep. Well, I, I haven't slept in five <laughs> years. I I slept one nanosecond last night. Or the worst <laughs> is like if you're just out and you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm kind of groggy today. They're like, oh, what have you done today? Like I have to then that, right. like explain why I'm tired. Like like, like this dude. Listen, has, dude, I'm not saying you're not tired. This dude has a monopoly on being tired. Like yeah, you do realize that people are allowed to. There's levels of things. Like yeah. me, you being more tired than me doesn't make me yeah. any less tired than i th- know that i am 100 percent. or like those are the worst yeah. or oh my back's a little sore oh well i have a broken back like yeah bud well at least you don't get to feel your back so <laughs> is your back hurting or no like <laughs> like i don't care and see and those are those are those are the absolute worst version of one-uppers the ones that have to woe is me you yeah but the secondary version of the one-uppers are you tell a story and they have to one-up your story. And 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 most of those people are liars. And you yeah. know they're not being truthful and they're just making up a story just to make it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one-uppers are 
are garbage. They don't get the hint, do they? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the worst, and you know, especially in the hockey world, man, is people who have, or maybe they're lying about it, have had day one season tickets. Right. They feel like it's like, like, dude, in 1998, I was like <laughs> six years old, man. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that I wasn't a season, like, I've been a season ticket holder now for three years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, what day one? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I'm see. They're like, oh, well, I'm a day one. I'm like, cool. Like, I remember one time it was after a game, and I was super drunk. And, no. <laughs> and we went somewhere, and I really wanted some of those little blow up things that you uh, hit on each other. And yeah. we were at a bar, and a lady had some. Now she started off being super nice, and I was, and I was like, oh, I've been trying to get those forever. You know, I've, you know, I, for three years I've been a season ticket holder, and I've really wanted some. And she's like, oh, you can have these. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. She's like, yeah, you know, I've been a season ticket holder since day one, and it took me like this many years. I'm like, oh, okay. You know what? what? Keep these because you seem like you deserve them (laughs) so much more that you watched 10 years of bad hockey to be (laughs) here now. Okay. That's what you're bragging about. Okay. Yeah. The Preds are what they are now, and and I'm not downing day one ticket season ticket holders. They're very necessary for for the... But it's not a point of 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 that you need to brag to me about. <laughs> like, yeah, you would you just paid thousands of dollars for a lot longer than me. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like it was like an effort thing, or it's not like you had to prove to the uh, the Preds every year how right. much of a fan you were. Right, They're you, not had, you had to open up your you. wallet for them. <laughs> right, right. And this is 2020. You do know that if I want to go back and watch every single game that you paid thousands of dollars for, I can do it. In and better can, quality. And I can do it at my home where there's <laughs> yeah. beer in the fridge that doesn't cost a bunch of money. So, all right, man. Well, did you learn anything today? Oh, man. I learned that uh, we had about the same rankings for X-Men. I was literally about to say the exact <laughs> same thing. Um, I guess I've got to switch it up. I've learned that I'm willing to sacrifice uh, people listening to the last 25 minutes of our podcast to get him to watch a last dance yeah. episode. <laughs> I've noticed that a lot of times with the what have you learned, we have to race to go first because we usually always have the same we thing. Always, it's just one thing hits us. So. <laughs> but all right, guys, make sure to hit us up on social media and hit us up on YouTube. But all right, guys, this has been the Pucks Out Podcast. Uh, see you guys next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.